More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. It's Friday, everybody. Friday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show starts right now. We've got a lot for you today. We'll take you off into the weekend with all of the stuff you need to know. And we're going to have some fun in the process, as we always do. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says they can't take any more legal immigrants. No more room at the inn, so to speak. We will uh, get into what's going on there a little later on the program. Uh, Jason Aldean continues to get a lot of attention and a lot of people standing uh, standing up for him and his music in this process. The controversy that seems entirely manufactured by the left will bring you the uh, the latest salvo they are, are firing at him on this one. Um, and we've also got... Miranda Devine with us at the bottom of this hour. She is the author of Laptop from Hell. She is a uh, New York Post columnist and expert on all things Hunter Biden after the whistleblower situation yesterday. Oh, Clay, did you see? Because we talked about this without even knowing it. The blackout on IRS whistleblower content across the major media outlets was... Just even if you expect it to see it happen, it's pretty amazing that they're just like, yeah. And the other one I love is so-called. So many of these media outlets say so-called whistleblower. Well, they were at the IRS for many years. They're decorated IRS officers who say that there was a problem with this. That's called the whistleblower. Just because you don't like the whistle doesn't mean that it's not a whistleblower, if you know what I mean. Just because you don't like what the subject matter may be. But we'll talk to Miranda Devine about that one. But you called it yesterday. You're like, how many people even know about this that are CNN yes. and New York Times audience? Well, if if it's just this case, they probably don't know at all because they just didn't cover it. Um, and that's that's that. But the big news today, which we want to dive into, is we've been discussing when will these trials of Trump occur? And we've been going back and forth on will it happen before or after 
the election because that obviously will have really major implications for the election and some people would even say for the country we are in a crazy period here well clay judge eileen cannon has set may 2024 for the trial date for the document case the one about mar-a-lago document holding so she set the trial date for may um, it's a bit of a ways off, could still change. What are your biggest takeaways and thoughts on this one right now? So first of all, to be to be honest, this morning, because um, I've said it on the show, I was surprised that she said it on May 24th. So let, let's contextualize where that sets. The nominee for the Republican uh, for the Republican primaries will have been selected by the time this trial would begin. And frankly, Remember, I believe the uh, uh, the New York City. I'm not sure the exact trial date, but it's in March for the you know bogus bookkeeping uh, felony that they charged New York City did New York State. Um, so in theory, you would have Trump on trial March, April, May, June, and July of 2024. Now, all of these dates in theory are after the, uh, the likely Republican nominee would have already been selected. So there is a little bit of a, 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 I would say, a pause as you get ready. Now, I don't know whether May 24th will end up occurring. I actually think we're getting to a calendar situation where it's very, very difficult for this D.C. charges in the event that they occur or Atlanta occurs for them to be slotted before the election. Now, maybe maybe we'll see exactly how this all plays out. Big picture, uh, I think that Trump has a very good chance to beat the charges in South Florida because you are going to have a jury that is at least made up of half Trump voters. I think there are many people in South Florida right now listening to us, Buck, that would love to be on that jury and would, uh, as a juror, negate any opportunity to convict Donald Trump because they love this country and they believe that these are bogus political charges. And that's, frankly, if I were seated on a jury. Have you ever been on a jury, Buck? No, I always got excused very quickly. Okay, so I, I've never been on a jury either. I've obviously been in courtrooms uh, as the on the lawyer side. I was once called for jury duty. I thought I was going to get seated. I was in the jury box, like, and then one of the attorneys struck me. Because he said he liked listening. <laughs> this is actually true. Because he said he liked listening to my sports talk radio show, and he didn't want to take me off the air for a couple of weeks, which was pretty funny. Um, uh, but I almost got seated uh, in, in in that case. And what's so fascinating about it is really the jury selection is every bit as important as the actual trial itself, because when you are selecting that jury as a uh, skilled lawyer you are trying to read body language you're trying to analyze people based on very limited sets of information and I, I think it would be almost impossible for a diehard Trump supporter not to get on that jury and uh, and not to negate the trial which Trump if it's a hung jury that doesn't mean he's not guilty it means they can't come to a verdict which Trump I think would take as supreme vindication in this being a political charge so I'm so looking ahead uh, but that is uh, that's what I immediately think as I start to analyze this next year. So that's on the I think on the legal component of it. On the yeah. political 
reality that we now face. You have a Republican presidential frontrunner who's up at least 20 points or so to his nearest uh, competitor right now. Uh, the DeSantis team, as I understand it, there was a story yesterday in Politico that they're doing a um, essentially a, a rebrand, if you will, and, and a redo in many ways of the uh, DeSantis campaign because they just haven't seen the gap closing with Trump yet. They have a lot of money and it's early. Yeah. That's their that's their message. Um, but on the political side of this, what you're going to have is the federal trial is going to come after effectively the Republican nominee has been chosen, assuming that this May date of next year holds. So then you're going to have in a general election or, you know, right before it'll go, what, about a couple of weeks. So I guess, uh, you know, you, you can argue a little bit here with what the actual scheduling and timeline will be. But effectively, you'll know who the Republican nominee is, and he may very well be, assuming it is Trump, facing federal felony criminal charges in a court in Florida while the election is ongoing. Yes. Um, and we'll have to see if they try to put in the Jack Smith charges that we're still waiting for. Probably going to come down either later today, could come down while we're on this show or next week. Uh, that they may have at least three, well, not at least three, they could have up to three, and then maybe with Atlanta, four criminal trials, Clay, yes. of the president. I mean, if they're going to do one before, they may do all of them, because um, the trial itself won't last that long. They're setting it for two weeks. So the possibility here of they're making sure that Trump is the nominee and then making sure that they rig the system against Trump as the nominee it feels like this is strengthening that thesis for a lot of people. I think that's they, they're making sure. But this is also why I say it's going to be Biden, everybody. If this all holds, it's going to be Biden that's running because this is all about the way they rig the game. It's not about is Biden compelling? Does Biden have enough energy? Is he a smart guy? Is he selling out the country? They don't care. This is how they think they win. What we are seeing right now, using the legal system to do their dirty work for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw where, was it Mediate, um, said that I had a crazy, wacky conspiracy theory. They wrote a huge story about how crazy it was, and people have been jumping on this, and I think you agree with me, and we've been saying it for a while, which is why I was kind of surprised. To me, the, this is all politics, and the politics is pretty simple. And you, oh, by the way, let's open up phone lines, because some people disagree with this, but I, I again, there's only one rational basis under which the Democrats are are moving, right? I said, Buck, there are three possibilities here. One is Democrats are totally committed to the rule of law and they can't stomach the fact that Trump has... And I can't even finish that argument. All of you know that's a joke. I mean, just look at what they're letting Joe Biden get away with. Okay, so that one's out the window. The other one is they desperately fear Trump. This is what some diehard Trump supporters want to believe, but I just don't buy it. They desperately fear Trump and so they are trying to knock him out of the election with these charges, but that doesn't add up because Trump gets strengthened in the Republican primary every time new charges are brought. And we've seen that. To me, that is yes. what the data shows: the rally to Trump effect from the charges. That's that's hundred percent. We've played out the experiment so far. So that doesn't make sense. They're not going to take him off the ballot in 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 Iowa and New Hampshire. 
that he's going to be right now the nominee, it appears. I mean, he is a prohibitive favorite. Doesn't mean he can't get beaten down the stretch. We're still six months away from the first uh, actual people being able to voice their their opinions in the Republican primary in January. Things can change, but I haven't seen anything, any sign that ch- things are going to change yet. So I don't buy this idea of, oh, they're terrified of Trump. They want him out, and this is an attempt to knock him off the ballot. They can't do that. So I don't buy that one. I think this is quite clearly, Buck, the third option here. They, meaning the Democrat Party, have made the calculation that Trump being charged strengthens him in the uh, Republican primary race, makes him the nominee, and they want to run, whether it's Biden or someone else, but I think to your point, Biden definitely wants to run against Trump. I think it would be more likely, I, I still quest, I still don't think Biden has the physical ability, and I think it's going to be hard to argue that he does. You're even more cynical on that than I am. You like that? You think they'll fetterman him and do whatever they wheel need him to out with the blanket nominee. on his knees, drooling on himself. They don't care, but keep going. Um, and so the only option is that they are doing this to strengthen Trump in the in the Republican primary and guarantee that he's the nominee. And then they know because they're looking at the data that they're simultaneously weakening him. In the general, they don't think that Trump can win in 24, which is why they want to run against him. I mean, I'll say this there. You will not come across if if, if you think about this like a Democrat operative for a second, yes. which I think is very useful. Don't think about it like a Trump supporter. Don't think about it like a Republican. A Democrat operative sitting there would say they don't believe that. Look, if they believe that they got away with cheating and there's there's the. What rules were changed with COVID? There's a lot of things. There's a lot of ways we can talk about this. But the 2020 election was rigged for Biden. I think that's very fair yes. to say. The degree to but which it was, people can agree or disagree. They, they can they can argue about the about the degree, but the point is, whatever they did before, they're very confident they can do again. Yes. So you have to remember that everybody. They think they're going up against the same Trump and the same election system that whatever they were able to do last time, they're planning to do something similar this time. So this notion that they're I, I, what I can't get past is if if I were a Democrat operative, I would want exactly the matchup that this is going to be, which is Joe Biden running against Trump again while Trump is facing at least two, probably four. And then there's also that civil case for criminal indictments. Yes. People will say, oh, but the base is going to rally to him. Yeah, I'm rallying to him. You're rallying to him. People are saying this is bogus. Our independents our swing voters. That's all that matters. Where we're thinking about who's going to win the primary, they're thinking about who's going to win the election. Now, now the other side of this is there are Trump voters who I know will say, doesn't matter because he's going to find a way through all this. They haven't been able to stop him yet. They're not going to stop him with this. They thought they could stop him in 2016, and look what he managed to pull off. This is going to basically the argument becomes this is 2016, not 2020 again, effectively, in how this is going to run. Now, that's for the voters to decide. That's not for you and me to decide. Like, we don't know, right? Yeah. But right now, it is it is absolutely difficult to process how crazy this election is going to be with multiple... Think about, There was a time when we were saying, it's unprecedented, Clay. They're yeah. charging him in New York. And now we're saying they're going to charge him at least three times. Yes. Three different cases. The only analogy I can think of, Buck, <clears throat> and this is not obviously a political analogy. Do you remember when Kobe Bryant was standing trial for rape and he was taking private jet flights back to play basketball games for the L.A. Lakers? 
that's a crazy point in history. Um, I don't know how many people out there listening to me, I, I can expound upon it a little bit. Um, the, but Kobe Bryant was charged with rape in Colorado. He was standing trial for rape, and he would go to the courtroom during the day. He would take a private jet flight to L.A., and he would sometimes play games for the Lakers in the evening. So, I mean, that is a wild historical, you know, celebrity analogy to make, but it would be somewhat akin to that. I mean, just the sheer amount of energy it would take, Buck. Just think about this. We'll talk about it. But to be on trial all day in a criminal trial and multiple criminal trials, finish the day and then try to go campaign somewhere. I mean, it, it, it's re- and then get back in time to be there in the morning in a suit in front of the jury. Let's let's op- let's make sure we get the lines open on this yeah. one uh, because I want we want we want you know pro and uh, and anti. I mean, you know what what do you think about all this? You know, give us both sides of the coin. Eight hundred two eight two two eight eight two. Look, uh, I just finished a book. It's going to be out in a couple of weeks. At one point, I was sitting down in front of my laptop. I thought I lost the entire book. No matter what you do for a living. You probably have had a moment where you worked pretty hard on something, whether it was on your phone, whether it was on your laptop, wherever it was, your iPad, your connected devices, and something went wrong, there was a glitch, and all of a sudden you were terrified that you had lost that, that you'd worked so hard on. Uh, That's because many of us depend on technology, smartphones, laptops, tablets. We put our lives into these things. As great as it can be, the technology is, is fantastic. It's also a total nightmare when it crashes, whether it's a book like I was writing, whether it's documents on uh, your business, whether it's just your family's personal finances that you're helping to take control of. That's why you need iDrive. It's the easiest, most secure cloud backup solution there is. Plans start at less than 7 bucks a month. You can use my name as your promo code, Clay, at checkout for 90% off for the first year. That's iDrive.com, promo code Clay, 90% off iDrive.com. Promo code Clay. Do it today. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. culture. And a little bit of... 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Let me get a quick uh, hit to some of your calls. going to be rapid here. Miranda Devine joining us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Craig in Florida, what do you think of the latest schedule here with the trial down in Florida? Well, I think, Clay, what you said is dead on. The, the, the Democrat strategy is very, very simple here. They want to strengthen Trump for the primary and weaken him for the general. And it's going to work. Republicans have got to wake up, and Trump cannot be the candidate. The last four elections should wake everyone up. Trump, as the head of the Republican Party, has done terrible in the last four elections. Okay? Wake up. If Trump wins the primary, we will have Kamala Harris as president. Okay? Any other candidate... Well, the, I mean, to be fair, the last four elections, I mean, he won 2016. So 2018 is not three. good. Yeah. yeah, the last three have not been good. Trump was on the ballot, only one of those three. Um, and uh, But yes, look, I mean, Buck, I just we'll take calls after Miranda. It's obviously Friday. We're going to take a bunch of your calls. I would just like to hear. I laid out three options. I don't see any other mm-hmm. option other than those three. And can I, we got a lot of audience right now who's saying what that guy just said, the caller just said, our esteemed caller, um, they disagree with it vociferously, I'm sure. Call us and tell us why. We want to know. No doubt. Uh, and I uh, also want to tell you right now, you can call us. you got a Pure Talk phone. Really good deal. Uh, companies looking out for you when they upgrade your service don't charge you for it. If you're a Pure Talk customer thinking of becoming one, great news. They just added data to every plan, and that includes a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk's monthly price, still just 20 bucks a month for unlimited talk text. Now 50% more 5G, 5G data plus a mobile hotspot. This is why we love Pure Talk. They also happen to be veteran-owned, employ a great U.S. customer service team, most families saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk today, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to Pure Talk today. That's pound 250, Clay and Buck. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. You know, Clay, everywhere I go, 
everywhere I go and people talk to me about politics, friends of mine, family members, uh, RFK Jr. seems to come up now as much as anything else as a topic of conversation. And uh, I, I think it's it's very interesting as well to see there are people who are saying, well, he's a lifetime lib. Why would you trust him? And that's my first that's my first inclination, to be fair. But I've liked a lot of the things that he has said. And the fact that he's willing to go against how many Democrats go against Democrat orthodoxy these days? None. It's yeah. And so that's really the part of this. You say, hold on a second. It's a throwback to what we used to think of as De- I think he's still a Democrat, really, at his core. But I think he's a Democrat from 30 or 40 years ago um, in some ways. And so that's interesting to people. And maybe yeah. he's fighting for the Democrat Party now. I'll just bring this up because JFK, JFK's grandson has endorsed Joe Biden and says that RFK Jr.'s campaign is an embarrassment. Wow. Who betrays their family for a pat on the head from the New York Times? Like, what a gross thing to do. We got yeah, Miranda Devine with us now. Yeah. We get, let's, okay, we got Miranda. We're, we're wondering where Miranda hey. was. Miranda's with us. Laptop from Hell is her book. New York Post columnist. Miranda, tell us what the biggest thing for you from the revelations, from the oversight committee about the Biden crime family. What's new? What's important? Hey, hello. How are you guys? Um, I, I just find it astonishing and frightening, really, that this uh, document that Chuck Grasley released yesterday um, has been buried by the FBI. You know, the the story of corruption with the the Biden family, I guess, is something, the influence peddling that's gone on in Washington, D.C. on both sides for a long time. And that's bad. And the Bidens have taken in millions of dollars from around the world. But the cover up is something else. You know, it's bigger than Watergate, I think. And the fact that you have the FBI um, seemingly involved, the DOJ, all these whistleblowers that are coming out um, are showing us the extent to which um, these institutions covered up for Joe Biden um, in a way that never happens with anyone else. Um, and also remember the CIA was involved with that um, dirty 51 letter pretending that the laptop and our stories about it were Russian disinformation. Um, and, you know, that that was five of the top former CIA directors. And also it looked as if uh, we find out recently that there was um, at least one CIA employee was involved in soliciting signatures. So just as with Watergate, I think the cover-up is even bigger than the crime. No doubt. And and I just want to hammer home what revelations we got in short order in the last 48 hours. We got Miranda, for the first time I've seen, you tell me if I'm wrong, an FBI agent under oath acknowledging that they knew the Hunter Biden laptop was real. Uh, at the time that the New York Post story came out and that they declined to tell. They told Twitter and then said no comment, and they declined to tell Facebook and other entities uh, that they knew the laptop, the FBI did, knew the laptop was real. They they then allowed the 51 intelligence agents uh, letter to come out. Uh, We also found out that there was a very credible allegation that Joe and Hunter Biden had each been paid $5 million for Burisma, to, in, among other things, help a prosecutor get fired in Ukraine. And then we also have Joe Biden on video bragging in 2018 about getting a Ukrainian prosecutor fired or he wouldn't allow them to get 
a billion dollar debt uh, policy in place. And on top of all that, we also had the double IRS whistleblowers saying that they weren't allowed to do their entire job against uh, Joe Biden. Miranda, any one of those three would have been considered, I think, fairly a blockbuster revelation. They all landed in the last 48 hours. And to your point, the New York Times, the Washington Post, MSNBC and CNN are mostly choosing not to cover it. That's right. The IRS whistleblowers, they've barely covered, but only to run the Democrat line that these guys are so-called whistleblowers and it's just a misunderstanding between investigators and prosecutors, which is very common, happens all the time. And these guys are just disgruntled. So they, they only covered that to um, bury it. And, and as far as the revelations that you just said, bombshell from Chuck Grasley yesterday, this FD-1023 document, um, which is basically a confidential human source, trusted, credible, 10-year source of the FBI, who is paid by the FBI, is talking to the owner of Burisma, a guy called Zlachevsky, who was a buddy of Hunter Biden, who was paying Hunter Biden a million dollars a year to sit on the board at the time that he was a crackhead, uh, and who went went hunting and fishing with um, with Hunter Biden at his uh, Norwegian hideaway. Um, this is the guy who is saying to the confidential human source that I have paid off the two Bidens, uh, $5 million each. Um, I was forced to do that. I had to put Hunter, um, you know, bring him into the company. Joe asked me to do that. Um, and in return, uh, he was going to fire the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, who is the same prosecutor as you said, that in 2018, Joe Biden is there on video, on stage, boasting that he uh, fired. And yet only last week we had the Washington Post come out yet again with a fact check saying, oh, no, it's not true that the prosecutor was investigating Burisma at the time he was fired. He was fired because he was corrupt. Victor Shokin was pursuing an aggressive investigation of Burisma. That's on the record. And he had just issued a warrant to seize all the property of Zlachevsky, the guy who says that he was paying bribes to the Bidens. Um, and a month later, Joe Biden gets him fired. And the proof of the pudding is the fact that the replacement prosecutor didn't do anything, didn't pursue any investigations against this corrupt energy company or its owner, Zlachevsky. He got off scot-free. Um, so the firing of Shokin worked for him. Miranda, at this point, and we're speaking to Miranda Devine. Her book is Laptop from Hell. You should all check it out. Um, what are we What are we still trying to find out? I mean, it, it does feel like we know more than enough to know what happened here. Uh, is it just, in your mind now, a question of tracking down? It always feels like there's more money than what has been officially accounted for here, at least in the reporting. Is that... Uh, is that the big, the big question here? I mean, is it, is it tying Joe Biden himself to these ill-gotten gains? What are you looking at for, for the next phase of this story? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the, um, focus has been by the Republicans and certainly by us at the Post, um, has been on Joe Biden and his connection. Uh, clearly he's lied to the American people when he said he didn't know anything about Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings. And uh, and so uh, I think 
one of the, the, the next stages is going to be Devon Archer, who is Hunter Biden's former business partner who's heading to jail um, and really has nothing to lose. He's uh, going to be testifying. He was supposed to be testifying on Monday. That's um, mysteriously been changed. Um, they're, they're waiting for some documents, um, uh, I think, to become available. But that he'll be on next week at some point. And he knows about Joe Biden's involvement in particular. He was involved in this Ukraine uh, the entire Ukraine deal. He was on the board of Burisma with Hunter. Hunter described him as his best friend in business. Um, Devin Archer went to the White House and met with Joe Biden uh, shortly before he and Hunter joined the board. Um, and he will be able to tell us, among other things, how Joe Biden um, used to... Uh, basically tune in on Hunter would put him on the speakerphone when he was having uh, meetings with some um, various prospective clients just to prove that he could get his you know the vice president on the line anytime and so um, and he, he'll have other things to say so I think that will be interesting and then there are other whistleblowers that are, are coming through and every time you know the whistleblowers speak I think that pricks the conscience of other people in the FBI or in the IRS or in any of these um, agencies who know that there's been a cover-up and that's how we got this FD1023 form uh, because a whistleblower came forward to Chuck Grasley. Otherwise, Christopher Ray would have got away with, he lied to Chuck Grasley and James Comer because he said it didn't even exist. And then finally, when they were dragged kicking and screaming, they um, to to show the the document to James Comer in a sort of secure room. They wouldn't hand it over. They redacted so much out of it, um, and and just gratuitous things that just serve to protect the Bidens. For instance, the FBI originally redacted the line where Zlachevsky says how dumb Hunter Biden is. <laughs> he says he's dumber than his dog. So why would you re re redact that? The, the FBI saying, oh, it's to protect, uh, you know, sources and methods. It's got nothing to do. They also redacted the, uh, the, the line where it says that Lechevsky was recording uh, Hunter and Joe Biden, 17 recordings that he kept for insurance. Um, and uh, that was taken out as well. Now, I don't know why you would do that um, unless you're just protecting Joe Biden. Last question for you, Miranda, and you've killed it um, reporting this since uh, since October when this first went public, and we've got just a short time here uh, for a response. But over 50% of Democrats still believe the Russian disinformation lie associated with the laptop. Um, how frustrating is it to you that this probably is the most successful disinformation campaign in American modern political history that the Democrats have been able to pretend that this isn't true? And, and that huge majorities of their base still believe it's a total lie. Yeah, it's it's really, it's dispiriting, but it's frightening. And uh, it just has exposed that there are half the media, and that's the prestige media, talking about New York Times, Washington Post, are in bed with the intelligence agencies, with the deep state, with the Democrats, and they are refusing to do their job as journalists. And I don't know how you get the message across to that half of the country that they're being lied to and kept in the dark. Miranda Vine, everybody. Check out Laptop from Hell. Miranda, always appreciate it. Thanks for coming on.
Thanks so much, Clay and Buck. My pillow is 20 years old this month and celebrating that milestone with great deals on some of their most popular, most comfortable products. My pillow employees want to thank you by giving you the lowest price in history on their amazing my pillow, the one that started it all. When you use our names with the promo code Clay and Buck, you'll receive a queen size pillow for 1998. That's right. My pillow queen size 1998. That's more than 50% off. Plus the king size is only $10 more. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the pillows, there are deep discounts on all kinds of my pillow products. I'm sitting here right now. I have my feet in my my slippers. I love the my slippers, but you probably need a new my pillow or you need your first my pillow. Go hook it up now. Plus they've got pet beds, blankets, towels, all kinds of stuff. Go to mypillow.com. Click on radio listener specials. Receive this offer on the queen size my pillow for 19.98. Use promo code buck. That's right. Go to mypillow.com. And use that promo code BUCK for these amazing specials, or you can call them at 800-792-3269. This comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee, folks. If you're not completely satisfied, you get a total refund, but you're going to love these. Clay and Buck is the promo code. MyPillow.com is the website. Go check it out. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Friday edition of the program. If there was any actual justice in media, the woman you just heard from, Miranda Devine, New York Post columnist, who was involved in breaking that 100% accurate story surrounding Hunter Biden's laptop in October of 2020, she would get every journalism award. I, I'm, I'm not kidding about this. Buck, she and the team at the New York Post are actually modern-day Woodward and Bernsteins. And Woodward and Bernstein, uh, if you want to know how much the world has changed, basically what it, Joe Biden is now accused of, credibly, from multiple different angles, is infinitely more significant than anything that Richard Nixon was accused of relating to Watergate. I mean, he's, he's accused of, I think, isn't bribery one of the only crimes that is mentioned in, am I, am I right in thinking bribery is mentioned specifically? Well, hold on. Let me make sure I, I get into this. Well, so what, what, I ran it through it, but I think it's worth reiterating. Just in the last basically 24 to 48 hours, we have had the FBI come out and admit, yeah, yes, we knew just, the laptop was all real. Bribery is in the Constitution. Yeah. Article 2, I mean, Section 4. You shall be the president, vice president, all civil officers in the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Bribery is number two, folks, right after treason. Bribery is a big deal because it undermines the entire system. And, I mean, Hunter was basically a carve-out for bribes to Joe Biden. That is what we've seen. But this FBI, so you had the FBI, we knew the laptop was real. Then you have this 1023, I think is the form name, uh, FBI that was released directly saying that Joe Biden got $5 million and Hunter Biden got $5 million to fire the prosecutor who was pursuing a case against Burisma. And then you have Joe Biden bragging in 2018 to a crowd that he got the Ukrainian prosecutor fired. And I asked this question, I think, yesterday on the show too, Buck. Can anyone ever remember a United States political official bragging about getting a foreign prosecutor fired? That is so outrageous. Think about what we would believe. This is what I said yesterday. I said you can't think of one. Think about what we would believe if a foreign politician demanded that a prosecutor in the United States be removed from a United States case in exchange for uh, favorable political treatment from a foreign adversary. People would lose their minds, rightly so, that foreign nationals were determining who was allowed to investigate criminal misconduct inside the United States. So this is a big deal by itself. And then you add on uh, that revelation... And then you add on the IRS whistleblowers. So Miranda's made a big deal for a long time. She's been coming on with us for a couple of years now, Buck, about saying, hey, we're not trying to focus on Hunter Biden because he was clearly a crackhead, you know, philandering uh, nincompoop, right? But Joe Biden 
was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings. There's now ample evidence of that directly himself. And also, his Justice Department has now covered up for Hunter, which is what the IRS whistleblowers came out and said. They were tipping off Hunter and his attorneys to when they might be uh, considering raiding uh, his premises. They managed to keep him from having to talk to the agents. They allowed the statute of limitations to run out, and they still gave him a sweetheart deal, which is why that judge next week cannot and should not sign off on this plea agreement. But all of these make Watergate look like jaywalking. I mean, it's crazy. All of them lined up together just in the last 24 to 48 hours. We have gotten all these revelations. We'll continue to break all this down for you. We'll take your calls. What do you guys think about this? 800-282-2882. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 